6640. Your future lies in 6640. 66 books by 40 authors, and yet we now discover it's an integrated message system from outside our time domain. Welcome to 6640, the ministry outreach of Koinonia House and Koinonia Institute. Today's Bible teacher is Chuck Missler, connecting the Bible to your life and the world around you. In today's study, Chuck completes his teaching on the book of Isaiah, chapters 46 through 49. Thus shall they be unto thee with whom thou hast labored, even thy merchants from thy youth. They shall wander every one to his quarter, none shall save thee. And the parallelism of this passage with Revelation 18 is dramatic. And I'll just leave you to search that out for yourself. There's three groups of people that stand back and wail her torment. Three groups of people in Revelation 18. It all comes in one hour and she's destroyed. And three groups bemoan it. Kings, merchants, and ship captains that trade by sea. This empire is built on world trade. Interesting. She rides, the harlot, she rides the beast. Is Babylon the beast? No, no, it rides the beast. And before the beast is through, it consumes her. It turns on her. It's all in Revelation. You can sort that out. Okay, Isaiah 48. Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, who are called by the name of Israel. Uh Uh-oh. Already, you can tell, (laughs) he's going to get rough. Hear this, O house of Jacob, who are called by the name of Israel. See, again, we got Jacob and Israel used tantiphonally, but in this case, the claim of Israel is sort of (laughs) in dispute here, isn't it? And are come forth out of the waters of Judah, who swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel, but not in truth nor in righteousness. Uh Uh-oh. For they call themselves of the holy city, and they stay themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth. I showed them. I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is an iron sinew, and thy brow bronze. Wow. I wonder if the Jewish Defamation League has seen this passage here. A little anti-Semitic, isn't it? All kidding aside, it's interesting to see how candid and descriptive the Scripture is. I'm fascinated with Genesis 18 when when Abraham encounters the Lord. The Lord shares with him he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And what does Abraham do? Shows his characteristic camel trading tendencies. Well, wait a minute, Lord. (laughs) What if there's 50 righteous there? What if there's 50 righteous, I'll spare the city. Well, what if there's only 45? (laughs) Would you believe 40? 30. He gets down to 10 and backs off. But point is... That's the first mention in the scripture of chutzpah. <laughs> but it's also interesting how God speaks. Moses speaks of the people, his own people. Hey, Lord, you gave them to me. I didn't ask for this job. You know, and it's, it's, it's fun to read through the Torah and, how, and Moses' frustration. Can you imagine trying to rule? I, I read the daily paper. And, and can you imagine running for office in Israel? Can you imagine trying to preside over that? unruly group of people. As they say over there, you know, two Jews, three opinions. I mean, it's just 
you know. And stiff-necked. That's not a Gentile pejorative. That is in the scripture. God calls them that. You're a stiff-necked people. Moses calls them that. And here, verse 4, Because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is as an iron sinew. Now, boy, that's stiff-necked. That's stiff-necked. And that brow runs. I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. But by the way, you see, that's exciting. Because he hasn't abandoned them either. If he doesn't abandon them, there's hope for you and I. Praise God. I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. Before it came to pass, I showed it to thee. Lest the, see, again and again, God points out his unique ability to predict the future before it happens. And I don't mean these guesses that are right 5% of the time. I'm talking about being 100% right 100% of the time. Only the Bible can make that claim. I have even from the beginning declared it to thee. Before it came to pass, I showed it to thee, lest thou shouldest say, Mine idol hath done them. And my carved image and my melted image hath commanded them. Nonsense. See, they, ha they haven't described it from the beginning. They can't even articulate themselves. They certainly can't call their shots. Thou hast heard, see all this, and will ye not declare it? I have shown thee new things from this time, even hidden things, and thou didst not know them. They are created now. And not from the beginning, even before the day when thou heardest them not, lest thou shouldst say, Behold, I knew them. It's funny how in, in the comedy genre right now, you always, people say, Well, I knew that. You know, meaning, of course, they didn't, right? Did you know that came out of Isaiah? <laughs> you see? They are created now and not from the beginning, even before the day when thou hast heard, heard them not, lest thou shouldst say, Behold, I knew them. You know, I knew that. <laughs> yea, thou heardest not. <laughs> yea, thou knewest not. Yea, from that time that thine ear was not opened, for I knew that thou wouldest deal very treacherously and was called a transgressor from thy womb. For my name's sake will I defer mine anger. Not for your sake, for my name's sake. Will I defer my anger? For my praise will I refrain for thee, that I cut thee not off. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee. In the furnace of affliction. And the big ones yet future. Jesus warned them, when you see the abomination of desolation, stand in the holy place. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the hills. And he quotes Daniel 12. There'll be a time of trouble like the world has never seen to that time, never would see again. Boy, the world's seen a lot of trouble. But the big ones yet future. The Holocaust in Europe, yes. Never again, wrong. Another one coming. Make it look like a kindergarten. The one they accept as a Messiah will betray them mid-career. That's all in progress. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. The time of Jacob's trouble that Jeremiah talks about, chapter 30, yet future, coming. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake will I do it. For how should my name be polluted? And I'll not give my glory unto another. Hearken unto me, O Jacob, and Israel, my called. I am he, I am the first, I also am the last. Does that sound like the book of Revelation? You bet. One book. 66 books written by 40 authors over a thousand years. But one book. Integrity of design and idiom and structure and theme. One author of these 66 books assembled over thousands of years. Hearken to me, O Jacob. Israel my called, I am he, I am the first, I also am the last. Or in the Greek, as it would say, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. 
he was dead and is alive. He was alive, was dead, and is alive forevermore, and have the keys of hell and of death. Several times in the book of Revelation, that type of expression. Verse 13, Mine hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand hath spread out the heavens when I call unto them, and they stand up together. Ten. I love that phrase, spread out the heavens. Not a figure of speech, but actually mathematically correct expression using the idiom of tensor calculus. Space-time, uncurled to create mass, energy, Space and time. Interesting. 14. All ye assemble yourselves and hear. Who among them hath declared these things? The Lord hath loved him. He will do his pleasure on Babylon, and his arm shall be on the Chaldeans. Interesting. You see, the concept of Babylon is linked to Chaldea. I emphasize this because all of us have been guilty of over-allegorizing. Revelation 17 and 18. Verse 15, I, even I, have spoken, yea, I have called him, I have brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Come near unto me, hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, there I am. And now the Lord God in the Spirit has sent me. Interesting verse 16. I want you to mark it because I want to highlight a few things. First of all, looking at verse 12, my question is, who is speaking here? Well, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the first and the last, is the one speaking, right? And he goes on through here about how he created the heavens and so forth, right? John tells us who created the world, right? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Who's he talking about? Jesus Christ, the Word of God, proper name, used by God, the Logos, used by John as a title of Jesus Christ. All things were made by whom? By him, by Jesus Christ. Okay. You get down to verse 16, he continues, says, Come near unto me and hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. In John chapter 20, verse 18, Jesus himself says, I have not spoken in secret. In secret I have said nothing. Remember him making that remark? Ties together, doesn't it? Okay. So who's the speaker? We've got three people involved in verse 16. The first is the speaker. Right? Look what else it says. From the time that it was, there I am. And now the Lord God and His Spirit hath sent me. How many people are involved in verse 16? Three. As some people jokingly say, that'll teach him to be absent from the committee meeting. Father and the Spirit say, hey, let's send him. <laughs> and of course, they're just, just kidding. Just kidding. We were presenting the... Uh, gap theory the other night and uh, talk about the grammar and the subtlety. And I was reminded when we were back in Indiana, it was pointed out to me that, uh, you know, in the Greek and Hebrew, there's no punctuation. There's just the letters. And sometimes we kid around about that a little bit. I would not have you, ignorant brethren, and so forth, you know. <laughs> but it's interesting as we read the scripture Setting aside the, the facetious humor, it's interesting as we read the scripture to watch for the subtleties. Come near unto me and hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, there I am. And of course, the Gospel of John is built around seven I am statements. Seven miracles, seven discourses, seven I am statements of Jesus Christ. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. And so on. 
Here's there I am. And now the Lord God and his spirit hath sent me. Boy, what an interesting remark. Boy, does that echo the, the articulation of the New Testament. The New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. The Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. Interesting. We'll move on, verse 17. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, who teacheth thee to profit, who leadeth thee by the way thou shouldest go. Oh, that thou hast hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been like a river, and thy righteousness like the waves of the sea. Well, that's a neat line. That'll make a song out of that, shouldn't it? And thy righteousness like the waves of the sea. Thy seed also had been like the sand. And the offspring of thy body, like the gravel thereof, his name should not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. Go forth from Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans. With a voice of singing declare, tell this, utter it, even to the end of the earth, say, The Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. And they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He cleft the rock also. And the waters gushed out. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. And that refrain will be echoed by Isaiah later. All the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. Have you known people like that? No, no show of hands. Okay. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. There is no peace. And it's my prayer that you will find no peace until you rest in Christ. All of us will have no peace until we rest in the Prince of Peace. Well, we'll keep moving. Isaiah 49. Now we enter another section of Isaiah. We're starting to climb the high ground. We're moving toward the highest ground in the Old Testament. We're approaching some chapters that the experts like to call the Holy of Holies of the Old Testament. And Isaiah is starting to build it's organized like a symphony. He's building his climactic movement coming here. The suffering servant. Not Messiah the ruler, the Messiah the suffering servant. And it starts, Listen, O ye coasts, unto me. And hearken ye peoples from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the body of my mother. Hath he made mention of my name? He hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. Ooh, that's an interesting verse. The sword of the Spirit, Hebrews 4.12, and so on. The sword of his mouth. He's uh, pictured that way several times in the book of Revelation, slaying his enemies with the sword of his mouth. In the shadow of his hand hath he hidden me. Reminds me of John 10, doesn't it? No man can pluck them out of his hand. His father, which is greater than all, gave them to him, and no one is able to pluck them out of his father's hand in John 10. When you read that passage, recognize there are two hands involved. It's not this, it's this. It's the security we have in Christ, praise God. The shadow of his hand hath he hidden me, and made me a polished shaft, and his quiver hath he hidden me. And he said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom will I be glorified? Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Yet surely the justice do me is with the Lord and the work with my God. And now saith the Lord, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. 
And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the nations, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. I'll mention an incidental historical note here. In verses 1 and 6, turned out to be very, very pivotal to some parents of a young boy because they saw a vision. And from verses 1 and verse 6, the whole idea that he was called from the womb, the mother and father apparently knew from the beginning that he had a destiny. And the destiny was apparently presented to them by the Holy Spirit. In verse 6, I will also give thee for a light to the nations, that thou mayest be my salvation. So So they named their young boy Christ-bearer. And indeed, he was uh, apparently, from the records that have now been translated, he apparently was a spirit-filled believer. And he was attempting at funding for a project and was put off by his would-be sponsors by highlighting a, you know, if, if, if we can conquer our incredible enemies, if we conquer them by a certain date, then you'll get what you need. And sure enough, by strange circumstances, that very date they did conquer the Moors, and Christopher Columbus got his funding. If you're interested in that, you might get a book called The Light and the Glory by Peter Marshall and David Manuel. It's an interesting story about what God was doing in those days. It's interesting that that heritage seems to be abandoned by a nation that has been so blessed by that beginning. <laughs> it's interesting that the Soviet government has asked uh, Calvary Chapel and Campus Crusade to assist them training teachers so they can teach the Bible in 165,000 Russian schools. I think that's exciting, but it fascinates me to stand back and see them pursuing what's illegal in this country. Kind of interesting. Life is fascinating. Oh, if we only knew, huh? Verse 7. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and His Holy One. Sounds like three guys again, doesn't it? To him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship because of the Lord who is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, and He shall choose thee. Boy, there's a lot of theology there. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth and to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. That thou mayest say to the prisoners, Go forth to them who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all places. They shall not hunger nor thirst. Neither shall the heat nor sun smite them, for he who hath mercy on them shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains a way, a way. There's a, Isaiah does a lot of this, the way. And I think it's used in the spirit of Acts. Christianity was called in the early days the way. God's way. And my highways shall be exalted. Behold, these shall come from afar, and lo, these shall, these from the north and from the west, and, and these from the land of Sinem. I'll come back to this. Earlier I might mention about the neither hunger, thirst, and so forth. That can refer to several things, but not the least of which it may tie to Revelation 7, where 144,000 Jews, uniquely sealed 
for a special ministry where God will once again deal with the world through Israel. That's when the 70th week of Daniel is ticking off. And that's when the 70th, that has to be after the 70th week Daniel starts, and it has to be the time that's post-church. Behold, these shall, verse 12, shall come from afar. And um, lo, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinem. That's a word that means China. We speak today of the Sino-Soviet bloc. Is that the word Sino is a, is a linguistic root referring to the Chinese. Or certainly the Far East, in any case. Interesting. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Don't let anyone sell you the idea that God has abandoned Israel. God has a destiny for Israel. It's going to be his primary vehicle in the day of Jehovah. Don't let that heresy confuse you. Behold, I have engraved thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Interesting. Does this refer to the nail prints? I don't think so, by the way. Because the nails were in the wrists, not the hands. But it is interesting that on the Emmaus Road, what caused them to recognize him were apparently the nail prints. Interesting. Verse 17. Thy children shall make haste, thy destroyers, and they that made thee uh, waste shall go forth from thee. Lift up thine eyes round about, and behold, these gather themselves together and come to thee. As I live, saith the Lord, thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all as with an ornament, and bind them on thee as a bride doeth. Bride? That's interesting. For thy waste and thy desolate places in the land of thy destruction shall even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants, and they that swallowed thee up shall be far away. Thy land shall be too narrow. That's kind of interesting. You might turn with me to Genesis fifteen eighteen. Genesis chapter 15. Is anyone here from the PLO? You have my apologies. But uh, Genesis chapter 15 makes a very interesting grant of deed to Abraham. Verse 18, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. I love that. They're arguing about the so-called West Bank. I like to say, which river? Because <laughs> the land grant doesn't go to the Jordan. It goes a bit eastward of there, to the river Euphrates. So you want to talk West Bank? I'll talk West Bank. Different river. Actually, we need a jihad. They need the real estate. I love the T-shirts you find in Israel. Attack us again. We need the land. <laughs> Narrowest place is 12 miles. In verse 19 of Isaiah 49, For thy waste, thy desolate places, and the land of thy destruction shall now even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, verse 20. The children whom thou shalt have, after thou hast lost the other, shall say again in thine ears, The place is too narrow for me. Give me a place that I may dwell. 
Then shalt thou say in thine heart, Who hath begotten me these, seeing that I have lost my children, and am desolate and captive and moving to and fro? And who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where have they been? Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the nations, and set up my standard to the peoples, and they shall bring thy son in, sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. The king shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens, and thy nursing mothers, and they shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of thy feet, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? Thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I Contend with him that contendeth with thee, and I will save thy children. Remember Psalm 121. He that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh. And they shall be drunk with their own blood, as with sweet wine. And their all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Praise God. A lot in here. We could spend a lot of time getting into the into it. But Isaiah is just getting warmed up. <laughs> in the next few chapters, we're going to discover descriptions of the cross that include things that even the New Testament hasn't presented to you. We're going to find a description of the purpose of the cross that's every bit as eloquent and thorough as all of Paul's epistles, although briefer, <laughs> and with a lot simpler grammatical structure. We're entering the Holy of Holies of the Old Testament, chapter 50, 51, 52, 53, the high ground, the high ground. So fasten your seat belts, it's going to be a ball. You've been listening to 6640, the ministry outreach of Koinonia House and Koinonia Institute. Today's Bible teacher was Chuck Missler, teaching through the book of Isaiah. Download the new K-House TV app to access an ever-growing collection of free resources. Visit the Apple or Android app store or search K-House TV on your Roku or Fire TV streaming device. Thank you for listening to 6640 and for your continued prayerful support of this ministry. Until next time, as we continue this series, may God bless you with the knowledge of His Son, Jesus Christ, as you study His Word.